Welcome to the latest edition of the Legal Authority Podcast, presented by TheLegalAuthority.com. Here are your hosts, Jay Rathman and Judith Goldberg. Welcome to the Legal Authority Podcast. My name is Jay Rathman with my beautiful co-host, Judith Goldberg. How are you, Judy? I'm well. And how are you, Jay? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to get into detail about your history with your practice and how you started and went out on your own. And uh, we're going to talk to lots of attorneys here uh, that are listening, and hopefully you'll be able to give some pretty sound advice. And anybody have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at the Legal Authority Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, thelegalauthority.com slash podcast, and you can leave a comment or ask us to cover a question for you on a future episode. But here we go. It is a wonderful afternoon in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome to the Legal Authority Podcast. My name is Jay Rathman with my esteemed co-host, Judy Goldberg. How are you, Judy? I'm great today. Great to be here. That's awesome. So not only are you a 30-year practicing attorney, you are also now uh, taking a second run into politics. You used to be the town attorney for Patterson, New York, and now you're a commissioner in Highland Beach, Florida. That's right. That's pretty awesome. A surprise to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next, we're going to run her for president, so we need lots of listeners to build that up. Not teasing. But uh, anyway, so in our first episode, uh, we don't have a special guest, which we normally will have. It'll be an attorney starting on our next episode, each, each episode, who has built a successful firm from the beginning, from scratch, and you know how they did it, right? What were the things that they did that worked well? What are the things that they did that they wish they could have redone that maybe saved them some time, saved them some money? You know, how are they marketing to to get new clients, what have they done in the past, what works, what doesn't, you know, all of that stuff. We're going to go over that every episode. So I thought we would start with Judy because she is the epitome of starting a law firm and growing it and retiring earlier than she expected and uh, hitting some goals and and enjoying life now, doing what she really wants to do. And and that's dance. She loves to dance. In fact, your Mm -hmm. dance studio is like right around the corner and all that. So let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little about yourself, Judy. Well, law was my first love. Mm-hmm. Wanted to be a lawyer since I was 15 years old. Didn't happen at 15. Right. Uh, I was in business, ran a hotel, had some great political background, legal secretary even. But when I became a lawyer, that was the crystallization of what I wanted. That's awesome. And I loved it, loved it. What was your favorite part of being a lawyer? Trying a case. Yeah, so actually Helping. trying a case and yeah. litigation. Yeah. And- I'm feeling as if uh, I love advocacy, Mm -hmm. being able to come up with uh, the clue on the case. What's going to settle this case? If not, what's going to be the best trial platform for me? So that was very exciting. I loved it. I love being on my own as well. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, I've known you for 15 years. We have a a tremendous friendship and, you know, you were up in Connecticut, obviously, and and you were a pretty dominant player in the family law practice uh, and and the family law, you know, genre up there, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm not using the right words, but everybody knew who you were and half the people were scared of you and half the people wanted to hire you. So, But it took time, took time to build that. Oh, sure. To build a reputation, to build a brand. Yep. I, I have a funny story. Um, I remember at one point I was working for the NFL. You remember this? Yes, I do. And we were doing the game day program for the New York Giants. And I came up with an idea for you based on just your reputation in town that I would have you standing on, like if you're looking at the image, you're standing on the left side and to the to your left, but the viewer's right 
would be like a 180 pound English bulldog with like <laughs> the huge spiky collar and look like he would just, you know, eat a horse. Right. And all the ad should say was getting divorced question mark. If you need a bulldog, hire the one on the left. Yeah, you you, pre- you press for that. Oh, that <laughs> I would did have been not so cool. go with it, but uh, we worked around it. Yeah, no, I thought it would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. We uh, just for people to know, uh, my history is digital marketing, and, and Judy and I met because uh, I actually discovered her by mistake when I was doing some work for a client, um, and she was running an ad, and they actually had it running in Buffalo, where I was living at the time. That's where I'm from like 700 miles from her office and it's a complete waste for somebody to click that ad. It just costs her money and nobody in Buffalo is going to be a client of a firm in Connecticut for a divorce. Right. So I just called her up and told her how to fix it and she fixed it. And then we just developed a friendship from there. And, you know, I think it was a couple of weeks later, you called me and said, Hey, I want to run some ads, you know, help me out. So I, I did it and it worked. And, you know, then it just went on from there. And, you know, I guess uh, it was a couple of years later. Um, you really wanted to get, pretty into the digital marketing side and said, you know, I'm working with this guy and he's just not making it, you're not making the needle move, right? I'm not getting the calls and all of that and, you know, help me. And so I devised a strategy and put it in front of her. She said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then boom, she put me in business. That was back in 2015. So you saved me at that point in time. There was too many years that I lingered with um, uh, advertising firms, a marketing firm. Actually, it was AT&T. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was the time when we were segregated, you know, moving from strictly ads, mm-hmm. newspapers, um, to the online presence, to the digital presence. Right. And I went through a number of uh, providers that didn't produce. Right. My mistake was remaining with them as long as I did, before I made the move. Right. But as a, a sole practitioner, I was busy practicing law. Right. And I didn't want to do that. I was ignoring it. Bad right. mistake. Fortunately, I didn't do it, didn't let it go too many years, kept searching. Right. And then you came into my life and, you know, everything changed. Right. Well, it came I back mean, it into was, your life. We yes, just reconnected. Yes. Right. It, it was uh, uh, amazing for me, you know. Yeah. No, that's cool. And, and it worked. What, the stuff that we did worked and you were able to, like I said in the, uh, the intro of the show, you were able to retire a little bit early ahead of your goal and you know, obviously that gives you a better quality of life. You're down here in South Florida now. You're, you know, in politics, doing what you want to do and, and you know, being a big voice for the town of Highland Beach and, and all that. So, and then I got you to help me with this podcast. And That's I appreciate right. That. Well, I'm also doing mediation, divorce mediation in Florida. Right. Where I did not have to sit for the bar. Didn't want to do that again. I'm admitted to the bar in Connecticut and New York. Right. Um, and you've helped me in that regard as well. Cool. So uh, I take as much business as I want, which is such a pleasure. No, that's great. That's great. So one of the things that I really want to, you know, talk about for a few minutes on on this episode is um, a little bit more about, you know, once we started having successes, when we can, when we reconnected back in 2015, you know, what kind of happened to your practice going forward? You know, you started to get more calls. There were better calls. And, and I actually learned some pretty cool stuff from you. And I'll get into that in a minute. But let's talk a little bit about that. Well, that surprised me. I mean, I, it, it, uh, having had previously poor experience mm-hmm. um, with the advertisers that came for, the, for my account, uh, when um, I came aboard mm-hmm. with you, I saw within the first 36 hours an exponential change in the volume of course. Right, it happened pretty quick. Yeah. 
And then what was very surprising, I don't know why uh, to this day, but even the quality of client now was better. Now, what do I mean by that? People who could pay. Right. So for the lawyers that are listening, if you're doing like pay-per-click ads or, you know, even if you're just focusing on organic search and creating content, one of the things that you want to do is zero in on the immediate local geography that you want to target, right? So like we're in South Florida. Um, there are some neighborhoods that are fairly depressed. I wouldn't target those. I would target, you know, Boca Raton, Highland Beach. People have money, right? So that gives you a better client that can at least write you the check, right? That's right. Um, and so geo-targeting is, is a big deal. And you can do that with pay-per-click ads. You can do that with your local service ads. You can do that, you know, with your website content. There's a lot of ways to do it. And, and Judy's pretty skilled in that stuff now. So you can always reach out to Judy at the legalauthority.com slash Judy. And, uh, you know, she's happy to have a phone conversation or you guys can trade emails or, or whatever works for you. But she can guide you into to what she did that was super successful and, uh, you know, cool. Well, you helped me particularly uh, with branding. So it was not only that online presence, but um, it, it was an opportunity for me to become... Uh, more involved and more active in branding, which I had done in my early, very early years. Right. Once the practice took off, I had no time. And I didn't think I needed it. Uh, right. But I see today you need to maintain that, encourage that, and not lose sight of that. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. And one of the things that's interesting, let me just touch on that, on, on a couple of things that I learned from you. One of the things that's interesting for attorneys, especially if you're a solo, right, is you're thinking, well, you know, I really don't want to do much more business. You know, I'm already handling five or six cases a month. I'm doing, you know, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a month. It's just me and a paralegal. I'm making one hundred fifty grand a year. I'm comfortable, right? I don't want to. I don't want to work much more. The thing that I learned from you is you do want the calls to come in because in most states, first of all, you guys can refer stuff out and get a percentage of the fee for that. So you can more than cover all your marketing costs just by doing consults and, and farming cases out, but you can cherry pick the cases that you really want. And you did that. And that was one of the reasons that I think you were super successful is because you took the ones that could write you the check right there. You saw a clear path on how you were going to litigate and resolve the case. And I think that was something that I learned from you that, that really made sense. And when you have that volume of calls uh, the selection doesn't necessarily, it depends what's personal to you uh, for your comfort. I mean, you should enjoy your practice. Sure. You should love your practice. Make money, be successful, collect your fees. That's something I had to work on, by yep. the way. But the, um, uh, that's all very important. But it was also important to pick the clients I liked. Yep. You know, someone can come in and you may have an, uh, just a, a visceral, I don't want to represent this person. Mm. But when you're desperate... For that meeting, you know, your you rent, take it. You're, yeah. you're taking it. Yep. Uh, so Payroll's due. You know, you, you got to bring the money in. That's right. Absolutely. The kid's so, school tuition is due, you know. So this was an opportunity to really be selective and have a practice that I can enjoy more. Yep. You know, another thing that I learned from you, which I thought was pretty awesome, is your closing rate went way up. And we figured out why. Remember having this conversation? It was like five years ago. So when you had an abundance of new calls and new consults coming in um, and you have a pile of cases on your desk and you're talking to this person and it's pretty obvious to them that you're busy, you got all these cases, you know, you ranked really well in Google. So they think that, you know, Google thinks you're a great attorney. Not, I don't know why Google 
I don't know why people think that way. It's not true. It's just, but whatever. But then that's how people were thinking. And so really they were almost pitching you on why you should take their case. They wanted you to be their attorney and you were the one that was kind of pitching the takeaway, like taking it away from them and seeing if they would want to grab it back and, and pull it back. And so all of a sudden, not only were you getting the cases that you wanted, but you were, you were closing them like on the spot. People said, yeah, I want you to represent me. That did happen. And which is unusual in family law divorce, because someone may come to you, they're thinking about it, they're miserable, but for so many reasons, uh, emotional, they're stuck, financial dependency, um, or just being concerned that half of their assets, uh, more or less, is going to be taken from them. So it may take them a number of years before they close. Uh, I think the fact that um, people were aware that I had a limited practice, I'm going to select my cases, uh, I'm not going to overburden myself. And yep. this is a question also they'd be concerned about. Uh, do you have time? Right. You know, uh, because I did not, um, as a rule throughout all those years, have an associate. Right. Uh, for many reasons, which we may go into sure, uh, sure. over the course of this the a- podcast. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that uh, made me more appealing. Again, I was known in the area. Uh, of uh, Danbury, Connecticut, and that yes. surrounding um, area. Uh, so that helped yep. as well. Absolutely. So you had a brand, right? We, you talked about we, we helped yes. build a brand. Yes. And once people knew who you were and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, obviously you're you're getting cases that people are reading about and you're, you're getting these wins and, you know, other attorneys are realizing that, you know, you're here to, to stay and, uh, you know, don't fight with you because you swing a very big bat. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden people start to realize that, right? And then they want you to represent them. You know, people, what I've learned, and I got divorced, but my divorce was, was pretty uncontested. But I hear about these all the time because all of my clients are law firms, right? And so we, we work with a lot of family law firms. In fact, you'll, you'll hear them on some of our future episodes. They're, they're amazing people, and they'll tell you everything about how they built their practice. And you're really going to learn a lot if you, if you just stay with us and, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast, because I promise you it's going to be nothing but value. Um, but the point is, when people get divorced, right, they're not lovey-dovey anymore in many cases. So like if, if, if the guy has a lot of assets and they're about to get married and he brings up the subject of a prenup, it's not a comfortable conversation. I don't care how you bring it up. I don't care how eloquent you are, how much diplomacy you use. That conversation can break a couple up, right? And so, you know, her, her reaction is, oh, don't you trust me, yada, yada. Yeah, today I trust you because today we're in love. But if we get divorced, y- you want to ruin me. <laughs> you, you literally, that's how people get, they get so spiteful. And so you, you need to have counsel that can kind of cut through all of that. And, you know, you and, and your wife, if you're a guy that's listening, you and your wife getting divorced is, is definitely not going to be easy. If you let the lawyers work it out, you know, typically they provide a little bit more clarity and sanity is what I find. Well, I found that the, you know, you put on a different hat, whether I'm a mediator, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm neutral, yep. I'm not uh, giving legal advice. As an attorney in an advocacy, I'm hired, there's a litigation to start, that's one thing. Right. When a prenup, or for that matter, even a postnup, but let's talk about a prenup for a moment. When that comes uh, before me, this has to, the technique is different. Because these people want to get married, they love each other. Right. We don't want to set up the acrimony 
that's that's so right. prevalent in a divorce. Right. And yet you want to protect it in case of a, a divorce. So um, uh, it's a narrow line, but certainly one that every attorney that does that work should be cognizant of and work on that right. because it's magic. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity, you know, in further episodes of, of our podcast where, you know, you can really provide a lot of clarity for situations like that, right? Specifically for family attorneys, you know, maybe some different approaches to collaborative divorce or, you know, like you were just talking about, you know, ways to kind of cut through the clutter and, and in a very diplomatic way, you know, get a prenup done. And, and I, I just think that's really invaluable to a lot of the, the young attorneys that are going to be listening. So we'll definitely get into that. Um, next week, we're certainly going to have a phenomenal episode. We have a law firm that's going to be coming on who we know very well, and they've been super successful in the Phoenix market. And uh, we're going to talk to them and you know go from there. So lots of good stuff to learn. Judy, anything to add before we wrap it up and call it a day? No, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, same here. You guys are going to learn a lot from this woman. She's very <laughs> smart. She's, she's done all of it. She's done all the good stuff. She's made all the mistakes and she's here to share it all with you and uh, talk to some pretty awesome other law firms that have done the same thing she's done. So hopefully we're able to really help you. So once again, you can get our podcast on any of your uh any place, where, any place where you get your podcast, right? Google, the Apple Store, Shopify, and uh, Judy, where else can they go? Well, that's uh, that's simple. Legalauthority.com. Yeah, thelegalauthority.com slash podcast. Slash, yes, thank you very much. Yep. And then if you want to talk to Judy directly, it's thelegalauthority.com slash Judy. And she's happy to uh, talk to you. You know, there's no charge for that. And uh, she'll help you any way she can. So. All right. Wonderful. Well, let's go enjoy the rest of the day. It's beautiful yeah. down here in South Florida. I'm not sure where you guys are listening from, but if you're in Buffalo like me, even or like I used to be, I mean, even in the middle of August, it, it could be really crappy. Well, Judy, it's a beautiful day here in Boca Raton, Florida. We wrapped up our first episode and hopefully our listeners got a chance to learn who you are and how much experience you have and, uh, you know, get the idea that you'll, you'll really be able to help them with, you know, the wins that you had, the the pitfalls that you wish you could do over so that they don't make the same mistakes. And our listeners have the opportunity to grow their firms. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. So you can find us on all your streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or Google. Judy, where else can they find us? Legalauthority.com slash podcast. Yes, absolutely. And also, if you have a question that you want us to cover or you want to reach out and have a conversation with Judy, you can literally just get on her calendar. It's free. She's happy to talk to you and, uh, you know, reach out to Judy and get some one-on-one time. She certainly welcomes that. How do you, how do they reach you there, Judy? Legalauthority.com slash Judy. Yep. There you go. Simple enough. All right. We'll see you on the next episode and uh, everybody stay safe. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Legal Authority Podcast. As always, you can hear us wherever you get your podcast. Please also make sure that you subscribe so that you're notified for each new episode. If you have a question that you'd like answered on the show or to talk directly to Judy Goldberg, just go to thelegalauthority.com slash podcast. Until next time. 